Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. No Fun the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Season 10, Episode 13, coming to you on the last Thursday of June. I don't know why I'm saying that like that is at all significant. That's how I'm feeling right now. I have so much to talk about. I have stupid shit to talk about. I'll tell you what I'm going to talk about. Y'all remember my weirdo neighbor from my apartment in Los Angeles, the guy across the hall that I couldn't tell what was his problem, but he kept banging on my door all the time trying to hang out. And we were the first two people to live in the building. And I was like, why? Why is there always a weirdo within 500 feet of me? And my building manager said, oh, well, he got hit in the head with a bulldozer. He's harmless. And I was like, I don't, I can't. Can you please, can you please tell him to not bang on women's doors? Sorry he got hit in the head with a bulldozer. (laughs) Well, I've got another one of those living right next door to me in my place in Brooklyn. We'll talk about that on this episode. I got some, you know, to relieve us from the craziness of the world, mildly funny story about my (sighs) having to set a boundary with a neighbor. As usual, I'm a fool about it. And uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit about this Roe v. Wade overturning decision. I will probably say nothing opinion-wise that you haven't heard before, but I will share a very interesting Twitter thread that I saw that um, I'm not surprised by. I think I knew vaguely of it, but the rich history of abortion during the time of the founding fathers who were quite fond of it. And 
I will be talking a little bit about the January 6th hearings, a little bit of a political episode as we head into Independence Day. That's right. I have freedom of speech. You don't like these topics and you don't listen. You only get the first 20 minutes anyway. And then I'll be talking about how Ben Affleck let his son sit in the driver's seat of a fancy sports car and the Lamborghini and the kid had a car accident. (laughs) I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at, I don't even know. I can't even imagine. Well, I'll get into what would have happened if that happened to me as a kid with my parents. And if something else pops into my head, it pops into my head. Who knows where this episode will go, but I can at least promise you those four topics. Now, before I get into this episode, I want to let you know that No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast, is a Patreon podcast. I am powered by people subscribing for $3 or $5 a month. That's it. That's all I charge. You get two full episodes and a bonus episode at the $5 level. The $3 level, you simply get the episodes every other week. But there will be way more bonuses coming to the $5 level, whether it's the upcoming and just like that recaps of season two, whether it is sound clips, that's not the word, audio recordings from my workout shows, going to panic like it's 1999. This, they will never be video recorded. It is not going to be a tour. It is not going to be a special. People, if I didn't get a comedy special five years ago, what makes you think five years later, they're going to film a one woman show, but that wasn't the goal anyway. The goal is to have a running show in New York City where I live, get it so popular that I can make a good second living on running this professional show all the time, which right now it's just a workshop. It's not in professional stages. So it is a strictly local thing. I do not want to travel. I'm not doing it in LA. I, when I come to LA, uh, it's li- literally like four weeks a year, not, not in a row. And I have no interest in performing when I'm there. Uh, the audiences and venues uh, are terrible compared to New York. It is impossible to get people to come out in LA. And I don't want to do that much work in New York. There's people showing up all the time. I, don't, I barely have to promote it. Uh, it is what it is. And when I'm home, but again, don't feel like performing. Home, I'm home is where I am, right? Either New York or LA. But so I've made it very clear. Maybe you guys don't know because you're not Patreon subscribers, but I've got podcast fans like, when is this a special? When is this this? I'm like, why didn't you guys know anything? So I will promote the show. I had a wonderful time doing Sunday afternoon, 5.30 p.m. this past week in June. And it was super full. The most responsive audience I've had so far, they were just laughing in all the right places at some of the videos I showed. And the show does change enough. If you had come to see every show so far, you would have seen a 50% different show every night. I had way too much material. The good news is I probably have two shows. But this one, I want to really try to make a thing. And the other ones, maybe there are stories I could read. Uh, I do think there's a second show somewhere brewing that's like, really dumb mistakes I've made in um, show business all the way from when I was a little kid doing things that weren't exactly show business, but they were my, what I thought was going to get me famous. And then all the way up to when I had a career, really dumb things I did and celebrity encounters and things like that. But there was a world where that was sort of part of this show, which is about panic and 1999 and the fear of flying. But I realized, yes, those stories, there's a world where they do fit in. But it's, I've got to really 
just, it's so hard when you're writing and you have, it's, it's very rare that you have a bunch of good material and it's very hard to take the good material and say, I know this would get a good response tonight. It would get a lot of laughs. It would get a lot of people on the edge of their seat really listening. It would get a lot of response that you do when there's some pathos involved, like just people really, mm, you know, that kind of thing. But this really doesn't go with the show. I got to put it aside and then work on material that's not quite there yet. You know, things that are not fully written out. And But the audiences have been fantastic and just a lot of people that have never seen me perform before, even though I've been performing in New York City for the past 25 years, sometimes more than 10, 15 times a year, but it's just sometimes schedules don't line up. There's millions of people here. And some people are just, they were so young when they first became fans of me that now they're old enough to go out. That's always blowing my mind is that I used to watch you on Chelsea lately. I was eight, but now I'm 21. <laughs> it's like, what? I was an adult the whole time. How am I not in a nursing home already? And that's been great. So there's just, you know, there's always just little pockets of, of new people. Oh, they just moved to New York or they've just become old enough to go out or they just learned how to join a mailing list. I don't know. But I'm just always so happy to perform in New York. And so if you want to come see my next six shows, they're in July and August and the July shows, there are a lot of Sunday at 5.30. Now, that's super fun because you can come. The doors open at 5. You can get a little drink at the bar. You can listen to a really cool playlist full of 80 songs that are vaguely about nuclear war. And then you can watch the show. You'll be out by 7. And you can go on with your life. You can go upstairs and order food. You can go down the street to any restaurant. The sun is still out. You've got your whole night ahead of you. What a way to combat the Sunday scaries is by coming to my show on some Sunday in July. And there's other nights. There's like weeknights at 7.30, but it all link in the show notes or go to jenkirkman.com and click live. You will find it. Or go to unionhallny.com. Now, but so anyway, but this is my, as I said, the Patreon is run on people subscribing Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The podcast is run on the Patreon. And when not enough people subscribe, the podcast goes away. It doesn't go back to being free. So if you can afford 3 or $5 a month, you are literally keeping the podcast going. And so this is my sort of half year, not even fun to drive, but just really hammering home the message. And so I will read a couple of comments from Patreon subscribers, if this will at all move you to hear from your peers. I love being, this is from Roseanne, I love being part of Jen's Patreon because the discussion and comments from my fellow patrons are always witty and respectful. People who love Jen's podcast tend to be really cool. Funny how that works. So many times something in the news grabbed my attention and then Jen talks about it in the podcast. I love that she gets into the nuance of issues and her own reactions and it's always never... And it's always funny, never boring, no fun. 
Amanda says, I actually like podcasts behind a paywall. The hosts are always more candid. Oh, that is true. Jen's reactions. I name names, people. Jen's reactions and thoughts are incredibly insightful. Fuck those people who support her but don't pay. They are no better than those people who think they don't have to pay artists because they gain so much from publicity. Amanda's coming in hot on that one. This is from, oh my God, there's so many comments. I got to load them, guys. I got to load them. This is from Nick. Huge fan of Jen since she released her first special on Netflix. I have followed her podcast since, and it has been well worth my time. I get enjoyment from her passionate positions on everything from comedy to UFOs and everything in between. I wish more people would listen and find excitement in someone who is honest and doesn't really dwell in the world of BS except to criticize it. Jason says, I have been listening to this pod for many years and it is essential listening at this point. I don't know what I'd do without Jen's thoughts and opinions about the world. Truly, she brings such an interesting perspective that I think is beneficial to hear and it informs me of issues that I had blind spots in. And on top of it all, it's typically hilarious too and just fun to listen to. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've tried to get into and simply can't because it's not engaging in the slightest. Jen has that specific it factor when it comes to podcasting. It's also a lifesaver when I'm bored at work. She's the person I'd rather be talking to instead of most people at my job. So in a way, this pod feels like I'm having an interesting conversation even though I don't get a single word in. She's also a gay aunt. She's also a gay icon and a fabulous corporate whore rich bitch. <laughs> I wish I was a gay icon. I don't think I am though. I feel like I have like two gay fans. Um, all right. Well, there you go. So you can join the fun, patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. Go to the link in the show notes. All right. Before I get all political on your asses, let me just, let's just start. Let's just ease into the pod. You know, I'm still, this is like the first time I've spoken today. It's not even early. It's just that I've been head down working quietly all day. So let me ramp up to the important things, but not that this isn't important. Ben Affleck's 10-year-old son, Samuel, digs Dings, a Lamborghini in Los Angeles. Big news. Okay, so. Ben's young son got behind the wheel of a yellow Lamborghini on Sunday, and he smacked the pricey sports car into another vehicle when he accidentally went in reverse. So clearly, the brakes weren't on. Parking brake wasn't on. And, well, not the brakes were on, but the parking brake wasn't on. And the car was clearly. Why can't I have a car? I've been driving for 50,000 years. Why can't I? Car was on. Car, the key was in the ignition. The car was on. What am I trying to say? What? You're screaming. I know you're screaming at the podcast player right now. You're screaming at your transistor radios. It's called this. By the time this posts, I'll have figured it out so you don't have to leave a comment. Anyway, but it's clear that there were no precautions being taken. It wasn't in park. It was in some kind of drive. It was in some kind of reverse with maybe a foot on the brake. Not cool, Ben. Not cool. So Affleck and his fiancee, Jennifer Lopez, I keep forgetting they're engaged. This is really, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, they really didn't get their proper respect. I mean, you had, in celebrity news, I just feel like we were so overcome with 
Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. But then, you know, there was no more room for any other celebrity news because there was like real life news, right? The January 6th committee hearings were starting. We, we knew that the Supreme Court opinion on Roe had been leaked. And, and all this was going on. COVID is still raging. We've got surges. We've got new variants. And nobody has time for the greatest Gen X reconciliation of all time. J-Lo and Ben. Benefer, people. Benefer. Do you understand? When we actually, when, when it's beyond walking into Urban Outfitters and seeing everything just as it was in the 90s, and for a minute, if you're my age, you think, oh my God, I've gone back in time. This is so relaxing. This means that even though I don't have my apartment, apparently, and aren't a grown-up, there's part of me that is enjoying the fact that if I really did go back in time, I would be going back into my childhood bedroom with my rock and roll posters on the wall, my stereo system, my diary, and my parents paying the bills and cooking for me. Oh my God, that sounds sometimes really nice. Okay. But alas, then I walk outside of an Urban Outfitters and I'm back. I'm back in the future. I'm back in the now. But there's, there's, but just wow, Benefer, getting back together is enough to make you feel like you're back in time. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. These two people got their shit together at 50. Do you understand? That is a positive message for people that are scared of getting older. They look gorgeous and everyone goes, yeah, they paid for it. Okay. It, but I, th- this is the world we live in though. You pay to look gorgeous and you look gorgeous and not weird. Do you understand how far all the enhancements have come in the world of a little nip, a little tuck here, some body contouring, special diets, trainers, facialists, whatever you're doing, a little surgery, who cares? They look completely natural. So I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You don't get all negative on me and be like, well, if I paid for it, I'd look good too. Well, what's your, why are you mad about that? Yes, if you paid for it, you'd look good. Well, I can't afford it. Okay, well, you can't afford it. But if you could afford it, just know that we are waiting here. Not me, I'm not in the cosmetic surgery business, but there's a whole industry out there that's going to make you look good at 50 if you want if you want. If you don't, age gracefully then and calm down. But don't get all mad at them. Yeah, doesn't see, Gen X doesn't age well just because they did. I didn't say that. I just said it's inspirational for those of us who are Gen X. If you're approaching your 50s and there's that one that got away, you're like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe it could work out at the end of the day. Maybe we really did need to just take some time and get it together. Or maybe they've got some attachment style connection that's toxic and they're going to keep finding each other and they're going to hurt each other again. I don't know. But either way, they're having fun right now. They got a kid. They're taking him to uh, car dealerships, putting him in the front seat and he's getting in accidents. I mean, what more do you want out of a relationship? So, I mean, Jen Garner must be like, are you fucking kidding? Can you just not, 
can you just not? I don't even have any more words, Ben. Can you just not? I mean, oy. so okay. So Affleck let his son, whom he shares with ex-wife Jennifer Garner, <laughs> who he shared, I don't know, this sounded weird, uh, jump into the driver's seat of the flashy car. The car, a Lamborghini Urus that rents for a whopping $1,475 a day and costs nearly $250,000 to buy, went into reverse and made contact with a white BMW. Sam Affleck then got out of the car and checked on the two cars according to the footage. Oh, this kid is like a grown man. I mean, I see him getting out of the car. He's got super long blonde hair. He kind of looks like uh, he's in a band or something. Seems like a handsome cutie of a kid, like just a real cool. You know, when you see kids, and you're like, why are they so cool? They're 10. Like, why do you look like a surfer that also could be in a band and you're 10? And I'm like a huge dork. Why is, I mean, I'm not saying I am. I'm, I'm inheriting the character. I'm inhabiting the character of a huge dork. So this wasn't a situation where Ben is sitting in the front seat and his little kid is sitting on his lap and the kid, you know, spazzes out and moves. The, I mean, he was letting the kid sit in the front seat and either pretend to drive and the kid broke the contract that they had, which is do not put the car in reverse or drive. Do not hit the gas pedal. Maybe they had that contract. Or maybe Ben was like, yeah, you can. I mean, there'd be no reason because the car was parked tightly between two cars. You got to do, you got to see this picture. You got to do a 74 point turn to get out of this parking space or just wait for someone else. Uh, I mean, obviously, the angle I'm looking at it, the car has already been moved, but, but still it's, I don't know why Ben would ever let. So clearly Ben, like we have photographs of it. Ben has let the kid sit by himself in the driver's seat. Uh, not great. If I were Jen Garner, not his new wife, I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd be like, you can't have the kids for six months, but then you're screwed. Now you're just stuck with the kids with no break. And then the kids are like, dad's more funny. Let's just drive Lamborghinis and crash them. And you're like, yeah, someday when you have kids of your own, you'll see that that's not fun at all. Sam got out of the car and checked on the two cars. According to the footage, Ben also checked for damage and comforted his son following the incident. He wrapped an arm around the boy in a tight embrace of photo shows. J-Lo's there next to them texting. Now, if this were me and I had done this, my parents would not have given me a warm embrace. They'd be, they would not be comforting me. They'd be screaming, what do you do that for? You always do things like this. I do something once and it's you always do things like this. I lost a plastic ring on the front lawn when I was a kid. I was devastated by it. We could not find that ring. And that includes my dad mowing the lawn. And you didn't even hear that like as it as it sucked up a plastic ring. It was just gone. Like it's one of those things you lose that completely like like something that a sewer grate that pops up out of the ground in a, in a Super Mario Brothers game that like it just went to another world. It is underground with dragons and some kind of waterway like it has gone into the, another world. And I think I lost something once 30 years later. You know, I forgot a ring on the counter as I'm saying, bye, everyone. I'm going to catch my plane. We had a nice Christmas. And I'm like, you left your ring on the counter. You always leave your rings. Now I don't always. Mother, I lost it once. On the front lawn. Now, maybe my parents would be comforting me if they were the ones that told me to sit in the front seat and pretend to drive a Lamborghini. I don't think they would then gaslight me and act like, what, you're 10 years old, you should have said no. But I think that most likely if I 
were 10 and drove a Lamborghini and got it into an accident, not drove, but, you know, sat in a parked car and hit the gas a little, I think they would uh, be pretty pissed. And I think, I don't think they would have suggested that that's what we're going to do that day. Anyway, I don't know. Do they owe money? What's going on? J- J- Every photo, J-Lo is just still texting. A representative for Affleck was told there was no damage. I, of course, I see the damage. He hit a car. An employee from the dealership 777 Exotics told the Post that the cars in their lot are tightly parked together, as I said by looking at the photo. When Samuel got into the car, it jerked back and forth. We have a small lot and the cars are close. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that's what happened. It jerked back. Why would a car just start going on its own? No one was injured and there were no hard feelings. Everybody was okay. You know you're rich and famous when you bring your kid into a fancy car lot and the kid gets in a Lamborghini, crashes into a car next to it, rendering both unable to be rented or sold. And you're like, no problem. Oh, it's our fault. Oh, I'm sure the car just turned on by itself and backed up. No, no, no. It's all good. Like, you can't get mad at Ben Affleck. You can't sue Ben Affleck and J-Lo. You just have to be like, cool. Like, you get to do anything when you're that rich and famous. You can crash. Your kids can crash cars, guys. That's why people get famous. They seemed happy and they continued to browse. That's some balls. The dealership would more than gladly welcome the stars back. They didn't even buy anything. They, you break it, you buy it. Doesn't apply to them. They didn't even buy anything. Did they even buy an air freshener? A rep for Jennifer Garner could not be reached for comment. Well, there's your celebrity news. Now, follow me on over to Patreon and we'll get into the real deeper stuff. I'll see you over there. 